High Five Download Podcast. We are all the way up to episode number 30. Um, Big 3-0. Yeah, I apologize for the, the the delay over the summer here. We've kind Summer of vacation. Been lim- yeah. You know, been on hiatus. Summer vacation. Putting out one a month or so. We'll try to get back to two a month, but no promises, no guarantees. We, yeah, the podcast just went on summer vacation. That's yeah, all. yeah. No, <laughs> no guarantees, but hey, yeah, we'll do our best. Um, Today, we are talking about... So the yeah, whites. your dirty undies, <laughs> the whites. So Chris had so Chris had I think a pretty good idea. We were trying to put together this podcast, and uh, a guest kind of fell through, and so we were like thinking about something, and it, I think came up with a pretty good idea. it's been a theme of lately. Our guests <laughs> uh, falling through and not <laughs> dropping out. <laughs> but hey, we'll eventually get to those guests and those topics, hopefully. And if not, then you'll never know. Yeah. But uh, this episode, we are talking about the Beatles album called The Beatles, also known as The White Album. Yeah, universally known as The White Album. Yeah, so we're going to go with our top five five tracks, top five songs off of The White Album. And then Mm -hmm. for the low five, we're going to, I don't know if we want to call it our worst, but we can just call it our five least favorite tracks or something off of the... off so, of the white album. So when I when I started this, when I started my list, I was going through it and I was like, I've always I remember growing up and not liking songs off the white album. Like there were certain songs I was like, I don't I don't like those songs. But going back and listening to them like recently, I don't know if it's just age or what, but I'm like, yeah, you know what? These aren't I, these aren't that bad. You know, these are these are actually not that bad. And no, there's you know, a lot there, of there's I mean, a few that are like, mm, yeah, do without, there's a lot of yeah. That, so that's kind of how my list. It's not like they're bad. That's kind of how awful. my low five ended up too. It's just kind of like, eh, I could do without this one, or eh, and this one does nothing for me, kind of thing. And know? I have like a, a kind of like a sub category of like ones that I wish I could put on my low five, but they're like they're songs that. I don't want to like, but they're so like catchy. I'm like, damn. I guess we could do something. Like, yeah, it. we will definitely hit on that when we get to like honorable <laughs> mentions. So, what we're dealing with here is, uh, you know, the Beatles, also known as the White Album, the ninth studio album by the English rock group. The Beatles released on November twenty second, nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, and there are thirty tracks on this album, so we're basically gonna. There's a lot to pick. Highlight, there's a lot to pick yeah, from. there's a lot to pick from. So we're gonna highlight ten of our favorites and ten of our least favorites, and that leaves twenty in the, in limbo. But um, some will definitely be in honorable mentions on both sides of the coin. I guess we can get to that. So. Interesting little little trivia note that I'll throw in real quick is that I don't know if this is still the case, but it was when iTunes was first created and Spotify and all those things. There was a search algorithm that you can type in the White Album and it'll bring up. Even though it's known as the Beatles, like self-titled, that's the but government name. That was yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's the official name. But that was the only album where you could do that, where you could put in a different name entirely, and it would bring up the album. Yeah, there was no other I mean, album that could do that. There might be were, some now, but that was at first. That was and the they only were one. kind of the first to do this, and it also got you know like I guess just when iTunes was created, when when iTunes brought on the, the, the white. Actually, no. If you typed in the white album and you had the white album on your on your iTunes, yeah. it would still bring it up. That's funny. I wonder what my yeah. I wonder if when I pop the disc in, what it come what it calls it. It comes up as the Beatles, but it would still you could still type in the White Album and it would bring oh, yeah. It so would, it would like show up. some metadata or something mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, solid. I mean, obviously, like later on, uh, a, a a little metal band called Metallica kind of did the opposite. You know, they released a self titled album that was. <laughs> 
uh, almost all, all black all cover. Black, yeah. So yeah. you know, so and someone actually designed that cover. Like yeah. that was there was a person that they well, got I mean, to design that. Which what the I, Beatles or Metallica? No, the Beatles. Oh, okay, <laughs> there's someone who actually did that. Like just like, did the little emboss. Well, the, what's cool is I have a. What's kind of weird is I have a copy of it on vinyl, and it just has the little uh, – the it just says the Beatles. It's kind of like embossed into the cover. Mm-hmm. It's not printed necessarily. But right. there's like a serial number on it, though, too. Like it was like – yeah, so – and I think – actually, look, there's a – I have the print. CD right here, and there's like a serial number on that one. Yeah, too, so. yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. A lot of cool. different stories, too, about why they couldn't choose a, a, a title. It kind of works though. It kind of created like a bizarre like mythology around it kind of thing or yeah. something, you know, or like uh obviously there's like the stories about the Manson family and everything and yeah. and uh, how, you know, uh Charles Manson believed that the you know, through the white album the Beatles were sending him like secret coded mm-hmm. messages about the, to, yeah. to do all Starting this the fucked race up war weird and, shit, yeah. yeah, and everything. So I mean like it's it I mean it has like that kind of like folklore and like infamy to it as well, you mm-hmm. know. And I mean it's interesting too that like there were no singles released off of it, you know. Yeah. Um the only the closest thing was a um you know they did uh, they released the Hey Jude single and uh Revolution the faster version. The, yeah, the faster version, yeah. And those were recorded I guess during this same session but don't appear on the album. Right, so right. neither one. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. And, I mean, I guess it's kind of graphic, <laughs> graphically, you know, speaking the art on it and what, or the lack thereof art. You know, it's kind of interesting because it came out after they had just done, you know, um, Sergeant Pepper and, and Magical, Mystery, Magical Tour. Mystery Tour, which right. are these, like, vibrant, colorful, psychedelic collages. Collage, yeah. And I don't know. I kind of feel like I feel like somehow it kind of – I mean, it came out in 1968, and I kind of feel like it's kind of like one of those things that was like minimalized. the beginning of the the end of the 60s, you know, the whole like, you know, when kind of like, I don't know when the heck Altamont happened, what the exact date was, but it's kind of like, I kind of feel like it's kind of, <laughs> could be kind of, uh, right. you know, like. The end of the whole yeah, peace like, and love. Yeah, and exactly. Because, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's be, some weird shit on it. There's some dark shit, you know, and there's yeah. some like. I don't know, you know, like does you know? There's there's no, there, yeah, there's there's no theme to it. Like Sergeant Pepper kind of had a, a running, you know. Yeah, yeah, for theme. sure. You know, there's like the songs kind of went together. You could kind of say the same thing for Magical Mystery Tour, even though. Yeah, but yeah, it was more like kind of like a lesser sequel. Yeah, Magical Mystery Tour. And I think was, that you know? that shows because this is this is also saying the beginning of the end for the '60s is also the beginning of the end for the Beatles too. Yeah. Um, this is when they were basically all recording separately, yeah. writing separately. Yeah, and then you know, um, and that's why it sounds kind of disjointed in terms of like the songs don't really flow. Yeah, I guess oh, not say. at all. Yeah, and, and and it's almost like the fact that they don't, they do. You know, after the year, <laughs> after years of listening, after to years it, of listening to it, yeah, you, you know, you kind of make your own yeah. way to make it make sense or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, I guess I don't know. I feel like this probably blew a lot of minds again when it came out. You know, people are, you know, I'm sure it was kind of divisive. I'm sure. People were like, what the fuck are they giving me here? You know, when they got to side four and Revolution 9 and stuff yeah. like that. You know, they're probably like, stuff kicked what in. the yeah. hell is going on? But uh, apparently um, most of the songs in the album were written during March and April of 1968 when they were um, 
off doing a transcend yep. transcendental meditation Visiting the thing in India. Yeah, yeah Maharaja, so, Maharaja. So that's kind of interesting too. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, I guess you could see some influence in that and oh, yeah. certain songs and stuff. And yeah, we'll probably hit. The, we might hit on that too eventually here. So. Um, Actually, yeah, let's hit on it. Um, I'm going to start us off then, dude, and I'm going to go with my number five. All right. My, my number five of the best of the White Album would be none other than – I'm going to even look up the numbers here because that's how, <laughs> which, how <laughs> I'm rolling here today. I am going to go with Itka. Itka? <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> um, it sounds sound like no Beatles right, song I've heard of. It's technically on, if you're looking at the CD compact disc version, it's on the second disc, and it's track number five, Sexy Sadie. All right. So, um. Which would have been, like, side one like, of, no, or the second album? It might, I think it, like, ends, I think it ends the, like, f- first side of the second LP or oh, something, okay. maybe. Anyway. But, yeah, I mean, I don't, it was a tough one to pick five. There were so many, like, almost ones that almost made the cut, but, I mean, yeah. um. I guess, like, you know, John Lennon later revealed that it was kind of, like, about the, you know, it's Maharishi. The Mah- like it, was, it was know, supposed to be Mah- called Maharishi. Yeah, yeah and, it, you know, like, you made a fool of everyone. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, because I guess he got... His disappointment. Yeah, in the whole experience. And, kind and of. realizing that he was basically a fraud. Yeah. And they've been, once again, like, the Beatles were taken advantage of. And yeah, um, they were promised something that just turned out to be yeah. bullshit. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just such a good song, man. It's such a like. It's kind of simple, you know, but um, kind of bluesy. Yeah, but the John Lennon vocals on it are kind of top notch, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it just sounds it sounds real and um, the little I, I I'm intrigued by the story behind it, you know, because um, I'm sure like you know tensions with the band weren't they weren't on the best terms. Everyone in the band at this point, yeah, you know, like they, they were, were all kind of doing their own thing or whatever. And so I'm sure, like, when it when he did have the song, when it was originally titled Maharishi, you made a fool of everyone. I'm sure, like, George, who was all full, he was all yeah. in on the Indian. Oh, yeah, yeah. TM George Harrison stuff, actually you know? I'm asked sure he him. He was probably like, No, he asked fuck? him to, to change the name. It was okay. actually George Harrison's request that he changed, and he, George Harrison gave him the name Sexy Sadie. And it kind of works better, dude, honestly. I mean, it, it's. Because if, if you don't know, then uh, it's just. Oh, yeah, some if you, yeah. It's still, woman. still it's just. It's just a, Sexy Sadie, and mm-hmm. I'm sure she can make a fool of everyone <laughs> as well, you know? <laughs> so that's my number five, Sexy Sadie. Nice. There was also a Manson follower named Sadie, which also led oh, Manson man. to believe see? like that the, the messages were coming through. Oh, see, see, um, way to go, George. Just kidding. Yeah. So my number five is uh, another John Lennon cut, uh, "Cry Baby Cry." All right. I think when I first heard this album, when I was in, God, I don't know, I might have been like eleven or twelve or something. Mm-hmm. This was the first song that sort of like stuck out for me. Because it's kind of got this sort of Alice in Wonderland kind of like story or something. It's talking yeah. about like kings and queens and playing in the garden and everything. And so that's yeah. why I kind of like I, I attached to it right away. And yeah. I've always just like, you know, I've just always thought it was a great song. Yeah. Kind of a, a, a deep cut as far as the Beatles go. Yeah. For I mean, sure. you don't really hear about that, hear about it that much, but I still yeah, think it's a. There's a lot of deep cuts on here. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of like, oh, wow, that's a, you know, like. Yeah. That's and a famous song. So it's always a song that I've always kind of gone back to and, you know, I made it like, you know, when I really wanted to listen to like the Beatles or something. It's, you know, it's a big song for me. So, yeah. Cry, baby, cry. You're and that could be about, I don't know, like I said, no better. Yeah, you're left no better. You know. 
Cool. <laughs> that one kind of falls into this the twenties for me personally. You know, it's kind of the twenties. Yeah, you know, it's like the it's twenties in the middle here. You know, don't hate it, don't love it. It's just, it's just there. Uh, so my number four is a George Harrison cut off the track, oh, eh, off the album. Um, first, the first disc, uh, Piggies. Yeah, and uh, I just like it. Um, I don't know. I like the commentary of it. You know, it's like it's totally obvious what it. You know, like it's capitalism, capitalism, and you know, just greedy people yeah. and whatnot and everything. And it's almost it's so like sarcastic and like, um, you know, it's just it's it's an oddball song too. You know, like yeah. There's people that talk a lot about like the um, animal theme throughout the white album, which it kind of is. There's kind of a lot of. Uh, Songs with animals in the title and stuff, yeah. which is kind of yeah. um, strange and interesting, I guess. But, I mean, this is one of them that, too, was, like, uh, adopted by the damn Manson pe- followers, you know, because, you know, For the, everyone, the infidels or whatever were pigs yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they were the little piggies, yeah. But, um, I mean, it's cool. It has, like, the crazy little, like, apparently, like, John Lennon brought in, like, a a tape loop, you know, an analog mm-hmm recording of the pigs that are like snorting oh, at the end and he it was right. like his suggestion to add that at the end you know because nice. there's just that big like organ chord or something they're like duh, duh, and then they're like oink, 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 or whatever, you know so interesting so yeah i was like just reading i was trying to read on the internet here about just some of the tracks i picked and just little stuff about that so yeah it's anti-establishment i mean there's also like kind of like hints of maybe george harrison was like reading animal farm the book animal farm yeah, you know, so there's kind of stuff. There's a little bit of that in it, so it's definitely like his his yeah. anti-capitalism, anti-materialistic uh, song protest uh, protest song. I guess. Yeah, here's way. here's according to the internet. Harrison wrote "Piggies" <laughs> as an attack on greed and materialism in yeah. modern society. Materialism. There you go. And here's another interesting fact: his mother and John Lennon helped him complete the lyrics. So, George Harrison's mother. Yeah. Huh. Wow. And then, <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah. Very hey, interesting. Mom, <laughs> so, and then it says Lennon supplied a tape loop of the pigs grunting. So, nice. there you go. So, my number four, Piggies. All right. Uh, my number four, sticking with uh, the John Lennon compositions here, is I'm So Tired. Which, for me, kind of, it, it could have been I'm So Tired or Your Blues. But I went with I'm So Tired because I just like that song. It's just a. Yeah. Just totally downtrodden. Imagine if you just put all the John Lennon songs off of this as an as like a little mini album itself, you know, like that'd be kind of interesting to listen to. It would know? be weird because you'd get like these real depressed like blues songs, and then you'd get like these wild like I don't know out there like Revolution and the Bungalow Bill songs. Yeah, so it'd, be, yeah. it'd just be like this weird. Which I don't it kind like, of where is. are you going? The with whole this? album is like that. You yeah, know? like yeah. I remember I was watching. Uh, I remember watching Behind the Music and. Uh, the Guns N' Roses behind the music in there, and they were talking about when they did um, the double album, you know, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 or whatever. And I remember Slash comparing it. He's like, you know, it was kind of like our version of the White Album, you know, like all these mm. songs were all over the place and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's like, it was nowhere near as good as the White Album and shit, but, you know, that's yeah. kind of how it was. And I, I just was like, kind of like blown away, like, wow, that's cool that he's. Slash is a little humble, thinking it's nowhere as good as the <laughs> black album. I'm not sure how Axel felt about that. Right, like shit. But I'm so tired. It's just oh, like it's album. it's a it's a re, it's a dark song, and I like that. I like you know how far he goes in describing what's going on in his life, and 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 uh, just you know his always John Lennon talking about you know the what's real 
and the truth in his life. And that was just one of the songs that definitely exemplified that, I feel. Uh, you know, and you could tell, like, well, I know exactly what's going on in this guy's life at this time. He's telling us, you know, he's telling us that he's he's so like, I want to get off drugs. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to live a healthy life, but I can't. Yeah, know? yeah. And I don't know what's going to change. You know, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Probably well, nothing. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue. And also, like, it could be like with his his feelings about the band too. Like, he's just sick of this shit. Yeah. You know, I want. I just don't want to deal with this anymore. So anyway. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue to my number three. My number three is the. Another John Lennon track off of the album, and none other than "Happiness Is a Warm Gun." That's all. Yeah, that's kind of the. So, that, that could be like a trilogy right there. Yeah, your blues, "Happiness Is a Warm Gun," and I'm so tired. That's that's practically a little. Yeah. Right, and so I mean, that's a great song too. You know, I mean, I guess it's like about heroin, right? I mean, that's there, there's some of it is. Yeah, you know? sexuality, heroin. Um, um, I guess the story goes that uh, someone, George Martin or somebody, showed him uh, like a guns and ammo magazine that had that on it and he's like hey look check this out and john lennon just couldn't believe it he was like who would say something like that because that means yeah, like yeah. If, if it's a warm gun that means you just shot it yeah yeah and yeah. so like for him it was like mm. yeah i mean and that's another thing a lot of people i don't know if they realize like the title's total satire you know yeah I mean, it is total satire. Like, yeah uh you know not to be taken literally but um i don't know i like i just i, I like musically i think it's awesome just how oh, it yeah. changes there's mm-hmm. like this just it, it, the whole song itself, it has like these time changes. And it sounds like three songs in one. Yeah, exactly. It's almost it's like a little a, medley. It's a, it's a little miniature medley trilogy yeah. or something, maybe uh, maybe foreshadowing the, some of the medleys they did later mm-hmm. on Abbey Road or whatever. But um, I mean, I'm reading here on the interweb, eh, the interwebs here. It said like the basic backing track. They took 95 takes to get it right. <laughs> something is like Jesus. But it says like something about the irregular time signature and variations throughout the song. So the final version consisted of the best half of two different takes edited together. So I mean I think that's co- cool too. It's like I feel like they were kind of the masters of the analog studio, you know. Mm-hmm. And like this mm-hmm. is just another example of that. Like nowadays, I would be no problem to splice right. two different versions of. A, but they had to take it as far song. as it could go. Yeah, exactly. They couldn't like they couldn't let the limitations of analog, you know. So yeah, so they were too big for analog. Yes, yeah, so I'm um, <laughs> happiness is a warm gun, number three. Excellent. For me. Yes. Um, my number three is we've already talked about it is sexy Sadie. I had mine a little bit higher. Because okay, I've just always enough. liked the sarcasm in that song and yeah. just his direct like, yeah. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of John Lennon sarcasm yeah. on the album, actually, yeah. actually, you know. And it's just a good song. Like you said, I think you pretty much, you know, covered out, you know, just how well of a awesome song that is. So. Oh, that made that. <laughs> nice and easy. Um, okay. That's going to bring me all the way to number two. And, I mean, this one could easily be number one, honestly. I mean, it's one of George Harrison's finest songs he's ever written in my opinion and um it's none other than while my guitar gently weeps um mm-hmm. it's just great man it's that's just your like number three that's my number two. Oh, number two okay that's my so, number two too all right so well, we let's just talk about talk it about yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean it's uh you know it's kind of infamous for the fact that um eric clapton played the solo on it on the yeah recording i think of the album i think that they were the only ones i don't even know if any of the other beatles played on that song yeah, I mean, let's hear. Which like, is kind of. It, um, it says, uh, you know, while while my guitar gently reaps was wit- was <laughs> was written by Harrison during a visit he made to his parents' home. He first recorded the song as a solo performance on acoustic Another guitar. Another influence of his parents. Version that remained unreleased until anthology. But he was unhappy with the group's first attempt to record the track, so he invited his friend Eric Clapton to come and play on it. Yeah. 
Clapton was unsure about guesting on a Beatles record, but Harrison said the decision was nothing to do with them. It's my song. So Clapton was treated to <laughs> was treated with automatic double tracking to attain the desired effect. He gave Harrison the guitar he used, which, which Harrison later named Lucy. So oh. there's your, there's your, there you go. There's your uh, tidbit of there's trivia your, right there. <laughs> but, your, um, well, my guitar technique I mean, back like, in the day. I just, uh, there's, there's like an amazing YouTube clip of uh, after George Harrison had passed away, they did like that tribute concert. And it's like, hmm. uh, it's or maybe it was at the Hall of Fame. It was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. actually, the year he passed oh, away. And the, yeah. You know how they do yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the jam session at the end, and yes. there's like Donnie Harrison yep. was up there playing, singing it, Tom and Petty. then Tom Petty and Prince, that's, dude. Yeah, that's become Prince a real famous Prince video now. Yeah, has this yeah. amazing freaking guitar solo to it towards the like, end. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, man, what a great song, you know? And yeah. then what a that's just like yeah, it really kind of like blew up after he died, after Prince died. And uh, people were just, you know, like, oh, you have to see this video. It's yeah. amazing. Look yeah. how he plays guitar and all that stuff. And so but that video anyway. wouldn't, wouldn't exist without a great song. To uh, another begin with. another interesting thing about videos and while my guitar gently weeps is that it, it was the first and probably only official video of a Beatles song that that Apple made that came out just a couple of years ago. It was made by Cirque du Soleil who also do the the love show, the Beatles love show. And so they had a couple of their creator director guys come together and they made a video and I think it came out like in 2015 even, or just re- real recently. Wow. And since, well, I guess there was, they, they did do another video of, um, uh, what was the two songs from the anthology? Uh, Free as a Bird and the other one. But this, I guess this was like, yeah, their, their one and only like official like music video, I guess. So, and they chose While My Guitar Gently Weeps. So that's hmm. cool. It's actually a really nice video too. I didn't, I didn't even know that exists. And also going on I'm the same, up YouTube. like this is all. It's also another song you could interpret to be, um, you know, George Harrison's. This is this is his disappointment in the band and where they're at and and the fact that they're disintegrating slowly. And so this is his, you know, like this is this is my message to you guys. Whereas you know John Lennon's talking about I'm so tired. He's saying like you know this this has come. We're coming to the end of the road and it's been fun, but it's it's sad now. Now it's just it's you know. I, I can see it falling apart, you know. And yeah, it's sad. So yeah. yeah, that's why his guitar is gently weeping. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And playing the blues, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Me too. It's literally, it's not literally crying. Right, right, so, not literally. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, that was not my gently. That gently. was my number two. Also, cool man. Okay, I guess that brings us to number one already. Um, mine is from the second disc. <laughs> the second. <laughs> Second record, album, second record. The second record, and it's none other than Everybody's Got Something to Hide Except for Me and My Monkey. Nice. Um, I don't know. I just – it's it's a strange one, too, but it's one of the more rocking, like just hard rock <laughs> mm-hmm. Beatles songs they've done, you know? And yeah. I just love it, man. I think it's – I mean, the lyrics are bizarre and all over the place, but I just musically I think it's phenomenal and awesome, and it's like a deep cut – it's a deep Beatles cut, and I remember, yeah. like, you I don't know, about t- it ten years ago when everyone was into still actually listening to compact discs, and everyone had iTunes for the first time, and burning, <laughs> making a mix CD was a, <laughs> a thing to do and an easy thing to do. I remember uh-huh. um, every time I made a mix CD, I'm all, almost always through. Everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey on it somewhere. So yeah. And casual, casual Beatles fans would be like, what is this? Yeah, what is you know, this? I always got that. I always this, got that. Know? Like when I would put that on a mix. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I love it, dude. And 
I feel like that 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 song and like Helter Skelter kind yeah. of kind yeah. of go together. Yeah. Also, that that could be like a, a double. Like if they if they release singles, that could be side A and side B, yeah. either one. You yeah, because they they sound like it's like that dirty sort of like early. Yeah, definitely some of the proto heavi- metal. Yeah, kind some of, of the heavier, sound. definitely some of the heavier Beatles songs that they recorded mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> in Taos, New Mexico, there's like this little, there's this little off of it's not it's actually not in Taos technically it's Arroyo Seco and they have like a little. Uh, plaza area where there's like you know they have a few restaurants and some art galleries and stuff but mm-hmm. there's like this giant dumpster that's like over by the tree and somebody painted on it real big everybody's got something to hide except for me and my dumpster it's just like i walked by and i was like <laughs> i get the reference that's cool nice. i dig it you know you gotta go back and take a picture of that yeah uh, i do check out my instagram it's on <laughs> oh there. you got it all right okay good um so that's my number one yeah, apparently Me people thought that the monkey, monkey was heroin, but I think John Lennon might have said that it's actually it might be about Yoko, him and his, their relationship. I guess um, I, I don't know, know if he was act, if that was a pet name that he had for her. <laughs> I guess I don't know. All right, I don't know. I read that some some time ago. This is according to here Wikipedia says um. Everybody's got something <laughs> to hide except for me Fact and my checker. monkey evolved from a jam session, and oh, was originally nice. untitled. Nice Untitled. The final mix was sped up by mixing the tape running at 43 hertz <laughs> instead of the usual 50. So Harrison claimed that the title later came from one of the Maharishi's sayings, quote, and my monkey. Well, <laughs> so. well, well there you go. <laughs> Speaking of the influence of Maharishi, I'll go to. But that's a good. Yeah, that's a good number one. I, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting. A, I thought I, w- I thought you would do a George Harrison song. I thought you would do while well, my guitar gently weaves at number one. So. All right, a little well. bit, little nice surprise. All right. Uh, fair enough. So yeah, for my number one, also come as like a direct result of what happened while they were at the meditation place. Um, was so my number one is uh, Dear Prudence, uh, John Lennon cut. Oh yeah, I know you love that song. Uh, is, that known. is my favorite should've song. Known. Yeah, you should have known. Um, not only do I think that is like the best song on the White Album, I could po- I could say that for me personally. Objectively, that is my favorite song probably of the Beatles and maybe probably the best song ever written. I <laughs> All say. right. Anyway. So, Preach. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, this song, if, if y'all don't know the, the, the story behind it, um, while they were at the in India doing the meditation stuff, uh, Mia Farrow and her sister Prudence Farrow were also there. And Prudence Farrow was like really into the meditation. She was trying to, as John Lennon said, like get closer to God more than before anybody. Like she, she took it as like a competition. And she would go after they were done, like with lunch, she would just run back to her room, shut the door and start and meditate for hours. And people were like, well, and so it's literally about him trying to get they, they sent him because they're like, well, you know, she, she'll listen to you. She'll come out if you if you just go and talk to her. Yeah. So he literally went and like knocked on the door. And that's what the whole song is about. It's literally him trying to get Prudence to come out. And join them and say, you know, you don't have, this is not the way to, I mean, I understand what you're doing, but, you know, you can also come be with us and just come outside and enjoy the sun. And, you know, that's also another way to get to God. And so, anyway, that's the story behind it. But, anyway, I just think it's a fantastic, fantastic song. And I've always wondered what the hell they were thinking when they, they like, it was it's such a perfect song they had to, like, kind of, like, do something to it. So the whole screeching tires from the end of Back in the USSR sort yeah. of bleeds into the beginning of that yeah, song. Yeah, it's kind of a... And you can't, like, any cut of that song that's that's a that's a real cut, or I should say an official cut, mm-hmm. it begins with that screeching tires. And mm-hmm. it's almost, it's a little jarring, but I don't know, you just 
I've listened to it so many times, you're used yeah. to it. I don't know. But it's somehow, so weird. It works. So somehow it works to open the White Album with the. Oh, I have no problem. I have no problem with that. No, yeah. But I, I just always thought it was weird that they that they yeah, cut it that is in. Weird. I mean, and it's it just like it doesn't. All of a sudden, goes to the yeah. slower song, mm-hmm. like simpler song. And there's there's no there's no edit there. It just it just completely it's like one continuous um, edit or whatever. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, Dear Prudence, fantastic song. It's good. I like it too. It's on my honorable mentions. So. Guess it's we could talk about some honorable mentions. Donovan might have helped him with some of the lyrics too. Sounds like it. I, I mean, think. it's kind of a similar style yeah. for sure. Uh, my honorable mention that was one of my honorable mentions as well. I um, God, I have like a I whole like list Glass here. Onion too. Yeah, that's really love Glass Onion. Yep. Um, Revolution, I love too. Yep. Um, except for Revolution I, I one. prefer the, yeah Revolution one. I prefer the faster version that they did release as a single. So maybe if that one, I feel like it's more rocking you on know, the mm-hmm. heavy electric guitar. If that was on the album, I might have picked that in. It might have made the top five or something. Um, yeah. Helter Skelter as well. Helter that Skelter. one's like yep. Like definitely an honorable mission. Like barely missed the cut. And yeah, my too. number, I almost put Blackbird as number five for me. I almost did too. And I noticed like. Pretty low on the Paul songs on this uh, on this album, just I, me and you personally, you know. Yeah, I think it's just a personal um, thing, obviously. Yeah. I just remember like Blackbird is a great song, man, and it's just you know I um I remember in college uh at one of my classes there was like an author that came and spoke and he was just like talking about art in general, you know. It was like you know there's no right or there's no wrong way to do art, you know, and he's mm-hmm. just like arts and experience. He's like. You have to experience it in order to experience it. You can't. He's like, <laughs> go deep. try to. He's like, That's go. Deep, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You got to experience it in order to experience. But he's like, go try to describe listening to Blackbird by the Beatles to somebody, and you would you would fail. You know, you, how do you how do you describe <laughs> well, that? Wait a minute. He just said that. <laughs> how do you describe it? You can't. It's just you know. He's okay. like, you have to listen to it and experience it. So he was like, referencing like Blackbird was like. The greatest song in history. Oh, okay. he, felt, he felt the way. So that he I, felt the way about Blackbird, the way you feel about Dear Prudence. You know, I feel like so. I can describe it to somebody though. <laughs> but you, but you, they didn't experience it. You know, That's so, not Jesus. I don't know how we ended up on that tangent, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Blackbird uh, almost made my list too. It, yeah, it, those are my honorable almost, was, mentions. Those are the big ones, I think. You know, yeah. Um, same with mine. Um, I think I mentioned most of them. You mentioned most of them. Long, long, long is also a good song that I've never really listened to, but I went back. Yeah, that's and one that's of like, those that gets lost somehow. It does on and, site and two. It, sound, it, it sounds like a, 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 an Elliot Smith song or something. Yeah, you know, it's like whoa, like this was way ahead of its time. Yeah, you know. And yeah, apparently it, I was reading about that too. It's like one of the most like I don't know. It took George Harrison forever to record that. Oh, really? And that's like one of his mm-hmm. like in his opinion, it's like his masterpiece. His favorite. Um, some other ones off, ever done, off of mine are yeah. honorable mentions. Obla di Obla da. Uh, yeah, I kind of love hate with Obla di Obla da. You know, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's, it's so a, catchy. It's kind of great, mm-hmm. but then it's kind of like it's you've heard it so many times. I feel yeah. Negative points for being for the, using it on the well, whatever that show was Life in the nineties. Life goes on. Oh yeah, is that what it's called? Life <laughs> yeah, goes on. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Oh, bloody! Um, Happiness is where I'm gone. Yeah, you mentioned that one. Uh, Why don't we do it in the roads? Also a great song. Speaking really? Of, give them, I like it. See that? I think it's a cool song. Gonna appear on my not oh, really so favorite yeah. ones. Yeah. I mean, it was an honorable mention for me. It's not my favorite song, but I, I've always thought it was kind of a just a yeah. I mean, easy bluesy rock song. It's kind of yeah. We'll t- we can talk about that here in a minute, I guess. <laughs> All right. I'll um, start with my low five then, since right, you started yeah, with the, the, the top it, yeah. five. Um, 
So my low five, like so, so I think the first um, couple songs on my low five are what I was I was saying earlier. Like I wish I could just say I didn't like them, but I actually kind of like. There's a little bit of a catchiness to them, so I'm like, ah, damn it. Um, and that one is uh, Mother Nature's Son, okay. which I'm like. I never liked these kind of like slow old timey jams that Paul McCartney did. Yeah, and that was one of them. Um, so yeah, that was, that's that's just a song I just didn't really care for. But now I listen to it, and I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. I guess yeah. it's, I guess it's okay. It's kind begrudgingly. Of, <laughs> it's kind of middle of the road for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's just there. Yeah, it's not horrible. I kind of like it actually. I don't know. So my number five is why don't we do it in the road? <laughs> Speaking of middle of the road, um. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I mean, that's the only lyrics to the song. Why don't we do it in the road? No yeah. one, no one will be watching us. Why don't we do it in the yeah. road? And apparently, um, it was Paul McCartney's response to I don't know. Somebody was talking about something. Uh, I'm gonna read about it. Real I always quick thought the here. story was he saw he yeah, saw he, animals, he saw monkeys doing yeah, it. Yeah, he saw monkeys <laughs> during, during, the, during doing the, it in the road. And, and that was why, like, oh, that's an easy enough. Why aren't they? Why are we so? He just needed a lyric. Why do we think we're so evolved? You know, but I guess it was I think like, he just needed a lyric. That's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I guess it it said it was kind of like his little uh, slap back at John Lennon because John didn't let him do any like have anything to do with Revolution Nine, I guess. Oh. And so he's like, okay, well, I'm going to record a song that's, that you have see, nothing to do with either. See, that's and it's just as weird or, and, or uh, ridiculous or something, you know? And so. I read something, too, that there was – I forget which song it is on the White Album, but it could have been a lot of them. But John Lennon was hurt because he wasn't included in Paul McCartney's recording of it. And so, yeah. you know, it's like they, these guys just had the same problem Frenemies. with each other. <laughs> yeah, they just needed to talk about their, their issues, and, of course, they – yeah, they, they couldn't. Why anyway. don't we do it in the road? Was written by Paul McCartney in India after he saw two monkeys copulating yeah. in the yep. street so and it. wondered monkeys. why humans were too civilized to do the same. He played all the instruments. I think that's just a little bit of embellishing. Drums, <laughs> I really yeah. think you just need a lyric. Yeah, I'm gonna make. Uh, so this I guess, is about humans. I guess Ringo did, Ringo did play drums on Bullshit. it. But yeah, simple lyric was very much in Lennon's style, and Lennon was annoyed by not being asked to play on it. Yeah, McCartney suggested it was tit for tat, as he had not contributed to Revolution Nine. These guys. All right. So my number four is Martha, my dear. <laughs> that's on, that's <laughs> on my list too. And that's I'm another just one. I'm going to make it my. Uh, what number are we on? That's no, uh, number four. I'll just make it my four. Then All too. right. I'll just move it down. One and again, it's one of those. that's like, damn it, that's catchy. I don't like this song. Yeah. But I can. I, it'll get in my head, and I'll hum it. You know. And I'm like, oh crap. It kind of so, just. I, I just put it under. It does nothing for me. It's that slow, huh? old timey Paul McCartney. It does nothing for style me. Apparently, he, he had a dog named Martha or something. Oh, God. So, whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know? I mean, um, it's. I mean, I could. If, if, I have nothing wrong with slow, slow Beatles songs. Yeah. I, you know, I love Blackbird. I love Julia. It could be. I will. But I mean, like, I don't know. Some country artist could have recorded Martha, my dear, and that'd be their best hit of the, that they ever <laughs> recorded. Yeah, or I something, mean, it just know? it does sound like he was trying to prove himself. Like I can write any type of song, mm. and it'll be yeah, fantastic. And it has, like, the strings on it, and I just I don't know. Yeah, yeah, not um, my favorite. Doesn't do nothing for me. It does nothing for me. So so that's both of our number four. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number three would be. Just got bumped up. Martha got bumped <laughs> down at number three. Uh, Good night, the last song oh, on the damn, fucking album. Oh damn, that's cold blooded. Um, I just cold blooded. I don't know. It's just kind of an afterthought. It's a lullaby. To me. Yeah, it's kind of an af- afterthought to me because if you even make it that far, you even <laughs> make it to Good Night. If you make it, that if you far. make it through Revolution Nine to get to Good Night, it's just 
You I think they know. should have ended with Revolution Number Nine? I thought. I, I think, don't know. I, just, I think like like Good Night set the standard <clears throat> for ending albums on that sort of like slow yeah, I, ballady kind I of. I mean, song. I don't know. Just, I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I just, made I that just up. feel like it. It just kind of a, it's an afterthought to me. You know. Yeah. I don't really. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, it and I don't. I don't love it. it. Just it's just. Eh. Yeah, it's one of those for me. That's. Yeah, I mean that's why I feel like it's an afterthought. Like, if you, you know, it's just like you have Ringo to make sings it, it right. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But I think it's written by Lennon McCartney, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Good night, three. Nah. Yeah. I feel the same way about Don't Pass Me By. Okay. For my number three. Ringo. For another, yes. I don't mean to shit on Ringo, <laughs> but that's a song that I just have continually and always skipped over when I'm listening to I, the I kind of like album. it because it, I don't know. I like the upbeat, the up-tempo beat of it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's got it's 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 kind I mean, of catchy. I mean, my least favorite Ringo song is "Yellow Submarine." Honestly, dude. You know? Yeah, that's that's I'm just throwing that's that a hot out take. There. Yeah, for real. But that's a hot take. Anyway, let's put it this way: it's no octopus's garden. What so is? It's no, it's no. What it's is? Near that. Yeah. No, and I think this is maybe one of his only actual like he wrote it himself. Don't pass me by. Fair enough. And it shows. It yeah. just, it kind of like, mm, it's yeah. also no, it's, it's no average act naturally either. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fantastic song. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's not even. All right. So number two. Number two for me. For you. What was number two for you? Ringo? Uh, three was Ringo. Don't pass. I thought. Wait. Well, we started. The, oh, I'm sorry. Start, you started the list. Sorry. Yeah. And we agreed right? on. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. So what's your number two? That would be my number two, I guess. Don't oh. pass me by. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Fair enough. My number two is the continu- no no that's my number three because you moved I don't know yeah yeah I've lost track <laughs> good all enough. right we'll just keep going my number two is the continuing story of Bungalow Bill yeah I mean it's just eh. I don't hate it enough to put it on my low five but I don't like it and it's again one of those middle yeah, songs it's just I like I it better know. than Rocky Raccoon though really yeah <laughs> I kind of like Rocky Raccoon better so. <laughs> honestly. Um, but Rivals. I mean, it has Lennon the McCartney. Yoko sings Lennon. on it too. You know that it is. Like it's part the that's like, wah, wah, yeah, the only know? woman to sing on a Beatles track. Yeah, it's um. But I guess that was it was something about like when they were in India, some dude, like some supposedly enlightened fool, went on like a tiger hunting expedition yeah, trip. So it was that kind pissed of them all off. It yeah. was kind of like more had, like, sarcasm. Yeah, like all this and, luggage and, you know? and assistance, and was rich, and they were like, "What?" Like, yeah, so it was more kind of uh, more commentary, I guess. Yeah, you know? more commentary. But I mean, like only the ba- only the Beatles could fucking pull off writing a song bizarrely about it and putting it on a fucking album, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, again, it's like it's like that answer and response thing. I feel like with with Lennon and McCartney, like McCartney wrote Rocky Raccoon mm-hmm. and. Lennon did Bungalow Bill or maybe vice versa or whatever. But yeah. it always like it's always that answer response. Like you write this, I'm gonna go away and write that. Yeah. You know. So yeah. to me that's just their yeah, their their bookends or their same side. Uh yeah. Two sides of the same coin. Yeah. So yeah, not a big fan. Just Okay. So I've lost uh so what was that for you? That was two. Two. Okay. So my number two is Revolution number nine. <laughs> okay. I just, you know, again it's I Yeah. Mm, I never experimental, cool. That's cool, but I I intentionally left it off my list because I it's not I, a song? I appreciate well yeah kind of but <laughs> I kind of appreciate that they did it you know yeah like yeah I that can, they I can did give them something props. so crazy and experimental yeah and it was literally like a fuck you to everyone in my opinion you know but yeah. like 
when it comes on, do I fucking listen through it? No, I hit skip. You know. Yeah, I think I like, do a few minutes of it. You did whatever, it like you know? it was like. Uh, but I remember, I remember like hearing Wayne Coyne talk about just how fucking it's it was fucking unbelievable. Like, oh, that's they, not surprising. They fucking you know they are the best band and the most popular band in the world, and they release this insanely you know yeah. psychedelic experiment of tape recordings and yeah know. yeah yeah just just a experiment and, um, of tape yeah of yeah tape. and I kind of like the fact Recording that like and remixes. I love the mythology about it that if you play the number nine backwards it's turn me on dead <laughs> turn, man. turn me on dead man yeah so i love that about it so i i intentionally left it off but off of my but right worst, on but yeah it's i mean i can i respect it i see why it's on there for you i see why you picked it um that leads me to my number one it would be none other than wild honey pie oh which is hardly funny. even a song that's Which is hardly awesome. even it's a song. It's not a song. Yeah. I and mean. my number f- number one, I almost said number five. My number one is just honey pie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go, dude. Wild Shit. honey pie and honey pie. Yeah. I mean, it's just a little snippet before uh, before the continuing story of Bungalow Bill. Yeah. Wait, this w- little wild honey, bam, 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 bam. wild honey yeah. pie. Yeah. It's yeah. just saying, they, well, they sing wild honey pie like three or four times in a row and then it says i love you yeah that's it Mm -hmm. and then honey pie is really just like one of like i said one of those old timey kind of you know um, paul was into that at this era Mm -hmm. yeah i think john called it like fucking grandma music or something (laughs) he he fucking hated it it was like some playboy interview a rolling stone interview he called it fucking grandma music and Mm -hmm. uh, well i guess they they said paul liked to do these little weird snippet things you know like mm -hmm. Kind of how he tagged uh, uh, your, her, your Majesty at the end of Abbey your, Road and shit. Or, um, but that one's you, your Majesty is so much better than just Wild Honey Pie. Dude. What was what was a Can You Take Me Back that he tagged that at the end of one of John Lennon's songs? Was it Cry Baby Cry or Sexy Sadie? Can you take me back where are people, brother? Can you take me back? And yeah, that, uh, that was one. Yeah, he liked these little like mm-hmm. this is good enough for like you know ten seconds. That's cool. Danger Mouse sampled that part. In, That's right in the uh, freaking the Gray the album. Gray one, yeah. That's cool too. We should talk about that yeah. here in a minute, but yeah. So yeah, like wild honey pie and wild honey pie. Just, I mean, like he couldn't even. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he was stoned or what, but he's just like that. Just sounds like that sounds lazy. And like wild honey pie and honey pie. Uh, uh, okay. It's a catchy one though. Could, it could Which one? The honey, honey, honey pie. pie? Yeah. yeah. It could easily get stuck in your head. Not mine. Martha, my dear. So the <laughs> consensus is we're not a big fan of the Paul McCartney songs on <laughs> not the White Album. Not all of them. Just, yeah, just, just some of and them. And I like Paul McCartney. Yeah. Hmm. So. What have we not talked about shit? <laughs> I think we pretty much talked about What's all in of them. the middle, man? I mean, I'm sure we missed the songs. Think, I don't know. We mentioned Julia. wasn't on our yeah, top, but yeah, still did. a fantastic yeah. song. Extremely personal song yeah. of John Lennon's. I will. We didn't talk about I will. I said I will. Oh, you did. Never mm-hmm. mind. Sorry. Back in the USSR, we briefly talked about yeah birthday. Yeah, we haven't talked about birthday. Kind of just a. I don't know. I don't like. Sounded it. like. Well, yeah. I mean, I do too. I like it. Uh, uh. But again, it's like one of those things. Like, oh, we can write. We can write this kind of song. It sounds like an old fifties. Yeah. Um, I'm you know, rock song. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, let's just throw this it's together. It's pretty rock, and it's though. it's I like good. The fucking drums on it. It's killer, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, your blues. You loved it. It's, it's raw. It's good. Mother Nature's Son. We talked about. Helter Skelter. Savoy Truffle. We have not talked about that, man. Yeah, I was going to put that in my low five, but then. It's kind of a throwaway Harrison track. Yeah, thing, that's know, how I felt. Sure. I think I think the same way you felt about Revolution Number 9 is the way I felt about Savoy Truffle. It was like, uh, I, yeah. I can appreciate it for what he was trying to do. See, like, if you make it past Revolution 1, the, the ending's a little rough to make it through, <laughs> dude, you know? Like, 
You got to go Honey Pie, Savoy Truffle, Cry Baby Cry, which is, I like Cry Baby Cry, but um, Revolution 9 and Good Night, you know, it's like yeah. by the time that, it gets that's, to that's Good Night, I'm road right literally there. asleep, dude, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I think like, was, was, that was the intent. Yeah, right? <laughs> Rocky Raccoon, dude. Not a fan, huh? Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, like we were talking about all the animals, you know, like you, they're, they're, you get to this animal section where it's like, you know, <laughs> I know Bungalow Bill's not an animal, but you get the blackbird. He was, a, the, he was on get, safari, though. You get, you got, yeah, animal hunting. The tiger hunting. You get yeah. blackbird piggies, mm-hmm. Rocky Raccoon. Which isn't um, about an animal, but he's named. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. But, yeah. Whatever. It's about a uh, an alien in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Um, but that's interesting, you know. That's that was the inspiration for Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. If you see the, if you ever check out the first appearance of Rocket Raccoon, which is in like, it's in the Hulk issue, actually Hulk issue, I think. But it, like, like it yeah. begins. It's like somewhere in some deep yeah, galaxy it there began. It's like basically it the narration, paraphrased yeah. the um, Beatles lyrics and you know changed it and some. And then we got your monkey too. Yep. Me and my monkey. I think we covered. We did pretty good. I think we did too. Yeah. Um. So, you wanted to mention the gray album. Yeah. Talk about that real quick. I just think it's awesome. It's great. Um, yeah. Cool. You're not aware. Unofficial bootleg. About like when did that come out? Maybe 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. At this point, probably ten years ago. Ten years ago. Mid aughts. Yeah. Um. DJ Danger Mouse. He called himself at the time. Now I think he's just referred to as Danger Mouse. Yeah. It was kind of what put him on the map. I mean, he made a. A mixtape of literally, he took the acapella tracks from Jay-Z's The Black Album and then created instrumental tracks using samples from the Beatles' White Album and made this mashup album called The Grey Album. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking awesome. Man. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's one of like, it the best so like bootleg albums you'll ever hear. Yeah, it's know? so cool. And um, I think it was one of those things, like it was kind of like, uh, you know, like the record companies tried to shut it down, but then eventually yeah. they just a lot of times because I think Jay Z liked it too. Yeah, it every like, time it popped up, you, it, you know, you know. And at that point, it was like I think they, I really, I, I think they did like some. Well, anytime you're like using like Beatles music for anything that yeah, they don't I mean, approve, yeah. then you're like, yeah, they'll they'll try to t- they'll try to take yeah, it down. And it was kind of like an ultimate like that was like that era when it was just like this great, you know, they were really fighting hard on piracy of mm-hmm. anything and stuff, and and. Then that well, comes out, and then artists like Girl Talk came out. That was just yeah. like pure fucking samples That's just, of all yeah. mashups. Yeah, mashups. It was kind yeah. of the mashup era, you it know. Was, but it was like, it was. I mean, I feel like it was better a, than a, big, a mashup. Yeah, dude. it was yeah, more complex. Tell, man. And and he had such he actually, an appreciation for Beatles music too. You can you can tell in the way that he mixes those songs. It's almost like, I I almost kind of feel like they kind of took that idea. And they, someone heard that, and then if you listen to the soundtrack from the Cirque du Soleil show Love, mm-hmm. it's kind of it's basically a mashup of Beatles songs. Yeah, but that Danger Mouse kind of did that. Before yeah, them. and everybody tried to ape it too later on. Like they tried to do their own mixing mm. of some fucking band, like Wu Tang, yeah. and Elvis, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. everyone or they took a Jay Z. There's like the Slack album or something where it's mm. like <laughs> Jay Z's Black album mixed with. The beats are made from pavement slanted and enchanted, mm, and it's yeah. like it's not as good, dude. Yeah. You know, it's it's not as complex as the right. the gray album was. So, well, it's fantastic. Find that on the internet; it's out there. Yeah, probably you, you probably never find it on YouTube. It. Yeah, it's probably YouTube you, for sure. Yeah, even if you, you can, won't be disappointed. If you've never heard it, fucking seek you, it out. You for will sure. not be disappointed. I mean, I honestly, some I I prefer some of the 
Grey album tracks to the actual Jay-Z uh, Black <laughs> album yeah, tracks, dude. Some too. of them, you know. I'm like, man, that's fine. I think 99 Problems is set to Helter Skelter. Yeah, it's Helter Skelter. It's the badass song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, it's cool as hell. Um, So thanks for hanging in there and listening to us uh, nerd out about the White Album. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's just such a – I mean, if we were even ranking top five Beatles albums, I don't even know if it makes my top five. It might be right there at number five. But, yeah, it's one of those – it's one of those things I revisit – you know, every few years, just randomly, and that's why I kind of got the idea to do this one. Um, I actually still have a, a CD player in my garage and uh, a shelf full of CDs. And the other day, I was just like looking for something to listen to while I was doing yard work. Actually, well, you know, and, it's and I was just so like, much damn, material I too. Yeah, and I was just, just like, like, there's just so much something to throw on that l- plays a long time too. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I haven't listened to the White Album in forever. Yeah. And then I was listening. To it, I'm like, man, it's, this is fucking great, dude. It's really fucking great. And and then I was yeah. like, hmm. It's a good time. That's, there's 30 tracks. Let's see. We could, we could pick five. <laughs> yeah, like pick I said. five of like, each. And yeah. 20 they just, in between. They, they threw it all out there. They recorded. They got yeah. a lot of material. and. So what was their album? What did they release after this then? After this would have been. Is it Let It Be or Abbey Road? It's Abbey Road. Abbey Road. See, yeah. yeah. And like. But the recordings for Let It Be started around this time. Yeah. They just didn't release they it. They should yeah. release it until yeah. later. And you could kind of there's a kind of a, a similar vibe I think and that bleeds into let it be a little bit yeah. you know it's just less complete or right or trimmed down edited yeah. a little bit yeah. you know mm-hmm. and then somehow they pulled together pulled together for Abbey Road Abbey yeah. Road the fucking masterpiece in my opinion yeah. so more of a Paul McCartney album I think sometimes yeah in my opinion but that's yeah. just that that's and uh, also like that's George Harris's genius yeah. on that album too yeah. Aside from <laughs> he got rid of his uh, grandma music and yeah. era real quick. Yeah, well, Paul McCartney did. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Except for her Majesty, fucking granny music. Yeah, fucking granny music. Speaking of fucking granny music, um, oh yeah, write us a fucking review on uh, iTunes. Okay, and, uh, <laughs> mention fucking granny music and send us. Chris an email. will send you a prize. I will. Yeah, <laughs> if you put effing granny music and it doesn't get deleted, I'll. Look you up. Send me something. Send yeah. me a. So, anyways, you can email us too at high five down low podcast at gmail.com. You can message Demetrio on Twitter. He'll give you the Twitter handle here, right? right uh, about it's high now. number five d- down, down low yeah. at Twitter. Well, Twitter, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. At, at, at <laughs> high five. Go to Twitter. Look up at high number five, five down low. Down low. Yeah. Um, Yeah, hit us up. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye. Number nine, 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 number Underman, <laughs> <laughs>